G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, this time of year, there are huge sales that happen pre-Christmas. So when we're buying clothes this Christmas, it might be worthwhile sparing a thought for some good work that's done by Baptist World Aid. These are the people who are behind the ethical fashion report each year and this year has been a particularly significant year given that there has been such a downturn in sales because of the COVID pandemic that in developing nations where factory workers have been put off they've been put at significant risk. And so good to be able to talk about shopping this time of year and particularly when you're buying clothes. Peter Keegan is Director of Advocacy at Baptist World Aid Australia and Peter's back with us. Hi Peter, welcome back to 2020. Good to be back, Neil. Peter, when we're shopping for Christmas this year, you can have on hand either digitally, so on your mobile device, or you can print off a hard copy, a guide for shoppers that shows which brands of clothing are the most ethical when it comes to dealing with their workers. How is this going to be a beneficial thing for people who are shopping now in the lead-up to Christmas? Yeah, thanks, Neil. As as you said, for, for a number of years, we've been publishing the Ethical Fashion Report and really trying to understand the role that fashion companies have in driving good practices in their own supply chains so that that leads to good outcomes for, for workers and for the environment in, in the way that they produce their products. And that's a really important piece of this puzzle. What's also really important is the role that you and I can play as consumers. And that's where the COVID Fashion Guide comes in this year in helping you to think about what do you do with all this research we've done about companies' actions? How do we, as, as ordinary people in Australia, think about what our role to play is here and I think having this conversation in the lead into Christmas is really important. Yes it's a really busy time in terms of many sales and lots of shopping and lots of thinking about gifts and other things but it strikes me that part of the core message of Christmas uh, is Jesus showing up amongst us, um, showing up in human form, in presence, in, in paying attention to, to the suffering of, of it, it as it was initially the people of Israel where he was, he was showing up, uh, but also to all of humanity. There's something in that message about paying attention. Um, and I think that's a really important message for us as we go into Christmas and think about the way we shop. There can be a a reaction sometimes with consumerism to think that we either have to just accept it or reject it. But I think part of the message that comes through with the COVID Fashion Guide is this is about paying attention. This is about paying attention to the way our own decisions have an impact on people that we may never see, we may never meet, who may be a long way away at the other end of a supply chain, Uh, but our purchasing decisions have impacted their quality of life. So the COVID Fashion Guide takes us as consumers through a number of simple steps that we can think about, beginning with this first one. How do we pay attention? How do we make a conscious decision that we're going to take the small steps? And they, they only need to be small steps uh, to act in a more ethical way as a consumer. 
We know that when we're at the clothing shop, the department store, and we're buying clothes, sometimes the cheap ones on the rack look like the best ones to buy. Uh, Is the fact that there are cheap clothes uh, an indicator that there may be some level of exploitation at the other end of the supply chain? How does this work? Yeah, look, it, it can be, Neil. Um, but it's not necessarily a direct correlation. I think sometimes there's there's a myth that we have that ethical fashion is always going to be more expensive. Uh, that's not always the case. When you, you look at the research and the brands that we have considered in, in the COVID fashion report this year, you'll find that those that come out on top, some of them are brands that have been a lot of money and have have really uh, secured a niche place for themselves as ethical producers. Others are very well-known mass-producing brands that that, um, are very familiar to all of us in in our local shopping malls. So there's not necessarily a direct correlation between price and ethics. Uh, What is important is that the companies have done the work to really understand their supply chain, to know where their product is coming from and to know the conditions that workers are, are employed in within that supply chain. And so I mentioned earlier that the first step is paying attention, is making our own decision. The second is then to become informed about the different practices that companies have have in place in their supply chain. And that's often a difficult thing for us to think about tackling as individual consumers, which is why our research can be such a helpful tool. Uh, As you mentioned, you can download the COVID fashion guide or you can order a hard copy from us from our our website, baptistworldaid.org.au. Uh, And what it does is to step you through both some of the simple questions you can ask when you're standing in front of a product and deciding what to buy, but it also gives a link to all of those grades for 428 different brands. Uh, So you can piggyback off our hard work, off our research, to understand what they've been doing, particularly this year, to make sure that their workers continue to get paid through the midst of COVID, to make sure the working conditions they were working in continue to be safe, to really think about how this moment of crisis in the industry, in the world, is a moment to build back better, to build back supply chains and processes that work better for for everybody in the world. Uh, So that's the second step, is to think about the individual purchases that you buy, guided by the the COVID fashion guide and the grades that you can find linked to in there, uh, to help you work out which is going to be the most ethical purchase. Peter, you've got 428 brands on a list. Is this a list that is rated number one to 428, number one being the best, 428 being the worst? Is that the way it works and it's easy to see by where that particular brand appears on the list as to how good and how ethical they've been in their treatment of their staff? Uh, it's not quite as simple as a rank like that. Uh, so what, what you'll find if you, if you jump onto the website and, and take a look at the grades for those brands, you'll find two pieces of information. You'll find a grade based on our, our long-term historical research. Uh, so that'll be a grade somewhere between A plus and F that talks about the long-term work that that company has done in their supply chain to make sure that their, their products are ethical. You'll also find a piece of information. It'll, it'll say all, some or no evidence. And that talks about the company's response 
response this year particularly to the new challenges and the new struggles that COVID has put in the, the face of their workers. Uh, so we've had a slightly different process about the research this year, recognising all of the strain on companies uh, and the shifting environment for workers. So it's been a streamlined process uh, and it's why there's just that simple piece of information to give you a sense as to how that company has responded to the crisis of COVID and, and what they've done to stand together with their workers. So the all thumb and no evidence relate to six key areas that we outlined to companies back in, in March, April. Um, and so we've looked at how they've responded in each of those six areas and whether they've taken action in all of them, in some of them, or have not been able to provide any evidence of the action that they've taken to support their workers. So two pieces of information, one that's a background grade and the other that talks specifically about how they have risen to the challenge of COVID and, and sought to really stand with and protect their workers through this time. Now, if lots of people are attentive to this and they've got the fashion guide when they're doing shopping, buying gifts, buying clothes for your own personal and family use, obviously those that have performed well in your surveys, in your studies, that's the ones we hope that people will buy those clothes. What about the bad performers, though? How are they influenced or pressured to do better in treating their employees by what happens on your fashion guide? Yeah, look, it's in a number of ways. It's it's first the, the reputational risk for them if, if they're not seen to be responding with what the growing trend across the industry and I think we need to name that. We need to name the fact that we as Australian consumers are more and more concerned about what goes on in the supply chains. We're more concerned to ensure that the workers who produce the clothes that we're wearing have been well cared for as they, they do that important work for us. Uh, so as consumers, we're more concerned about this. As an industry, we're seeing improving conditions in, uh, across the board. And I'd say over the eight years we've been doing this work, we've seen incremental increases and improvements in, in the scores that companies have each year, which is something to really celebrate. What that does is to put pressure on the laggards. It means that they, they find themselves in a situation where they have to step up their game in order to remain competitive. Uh, so, so we have at least two ways that we can exercise influence as consumers. One is the brands that we choose to buy from. Uh, we, we positively reinforce their investment in positive practices in their supply chain. And the second is there's always the opportunity for us to start to do a little bit of advocacy. This is something we would encourage as Baptist World Aid to reach out to those brands that, that you otherwise love um, in a relational way, we're not we're not encouraging people to be hostile. Certainly not to anybody in a in a retail store. Uh, in a really relational way, but to say, hey, this is something that matters to me. I'm concerned that as you produce the clothes that I'm going to wear, you do it in a way that respects the human rights of the workers. And so I'd love to see you step up your game here because this is something that's a priority for me as I'm thinking about what I buy. Peter, are we embracing this? As listeners can hear how this works, uh, it's pretty compelling to know that there will be real pressure that's placed on those that don't perform well. So what sort of feedback are you getting from consumers? Uh, are we embracing this in a big way or is it a bit haphazard? Or you know, how positive are we in getting on site and being concerned about people in developing nations working in these factories? Oh, look, I think Australians generally care a lot about a fair go for everybody and that, that comes through when we ask those questions. We, we did a bit of research late last year uh, and found 82% of us are, are 
genuinely really concerned to see that the companies we're buying our clothes from are really taking care of the workers in their supply chain, that they're making sure they're paid fairly, they're making sure they're working in safe working conditions. So the vast majority of us think about these things and are concerned about them. Then about half of us say that we, we'd be willing to pay more if necessary to, to preference ethical products that we can be assured the production of those goods have, have really taken care of the workers in the supply chain. So um, you always expect to see a little bit of a gap there, but what's encouraging is to see so many of us think it's important and, and already we're getting to the stage where the majority of us are prepared to take really specific and tangible action, even if there's a bit of cost, to, to live out those values. Well, Baptist World Aid each year produces their ethical fashion report and you can get a hold of the fashion guide, the COVID fashion guide. It's been a significant year and this year, especially around the, all the sales that are going on pre-Christmas might be useful. And of course, coming into the new year too, all of the new year sales, you can get a hold of the COVID fashion guide from Baptist World Aid. Their website is baptistworldaid.org.au. That's baptistworldaid.org. And Peter Keegan is Director of Advocacy at Baptist World Aid Australia. Peter, thanks so much for the update today and the encouragement to buy from brands that are acting ethically. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you for having us, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.